welcome to the Clutter Intervention Podcast. I'm your host, Tisha Morris. It's time to let go and find your flow. Get ready as we take a journey through your closets, your storage spaces, and even your inner world as we release the clutter in your mind, your body, and home. This podcast is inspired by my latest release, Clutter Intervention, How Your Stuff is Keeping You Stuck. Once you realize why you hold on to the stuff you hold on to, the letting go is easy. I hope you enjoy the following episode and have some takeaways and new insights about yourself and your relationship with stuff. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's show. This is Tisha, and today we're talking about a topic that I get more questions about than probably any other clutter topic, and that is, what about my spouse's stuff? This is every (laughs) single time I have um, any kind of workshop or any kind of event, this is one of the first questions that comes up. And so today's topic is couples and clutter. And to dive kind of deeper into this topic, we're going to have a clutter intervention with um, my guest today, Stacy Meadows. And Stacy, Stacy's clutter challenge, I'm going to have her uh, tell you in her own words, but her husband is a car enthusiast and likes to collect car things and tools. I like the word car things. Um, she admits how we're having her own Achilles heel of clutter. Um, she is a self-professed uh, neat freak, but admits hiding things in the closet under her bed, under her bed. Um, so we'll hear more about what, uh, what's going on. But first, I want to introduce my co-host. I'm excited to have um, a co-host with me for this clutter intervention, and it's intuitive astrologer Rachel Lang. And if you've been listening to the podcast regularly, then you have met Rachel in past episodes. She's sort of the resident astrologer for the Feng Shui Your Life podcast. Um, Rachel, if you're not familiar with her, she is a professional astrologer, um, an intuitive, a psychic medium um, with a client base all over the world. And if you're lucky, then she combines all those into one reading and it's pretty fabulous. Um, So I thought Rachel would be the perfect co-host today because she's also my wife. And so (laughs) I figured that would be the perfect perfect, uh, co-host for talking about couples and clutter. Hopefully I will not be... um, on the uh, <laughs> on the front burner today, <laughs> and it just so happens that my co-host and guest are both Libra, so I might I might uh, they might gang up on me. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but um, welcome, Rachel. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking about one of my favorite subjects: <laughs> relationships. <laughs> so um, and Rachel, she recently you know, got certified in feng shui so you you can talk you can walk the talk now you're you can a badge badge holding a feng shui specialist but obviously astrology is your number one um number one tool and so i thought it'd be fun to add the astrology component to today's episode um particularly since we're talking about um couples and clutter and 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 I, I didn't even really plan it, but our guest is a Libra as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I just interrupt and say yeah. that for those who don't know anything about astrology, Libra is the partnership sign. It's the sign that most closely relates to relationships. So, yeah. So does that make them more uh, codependent when it comes, when it comes <laughs> to their partner stuff or more apt to put up with it or are they more apt to like 
really want to get to the bottom of it in a healthy way or what's your take on that? I think, well, I think, um, uh, so Libras, uh, Libras tend to be very accommodating with their partners. They, as a general rule, and every chart is different, so every person is going to be different, every Libra is going to be different, but as a general rule, Libras really try to avoid conflict. And so they would probably tolerate things or just take care of things like any like messes in the in the corners or clothes on the floor, a Libra would be more apt to take care of it rather than say, hey, would you deal with this? And so and so I, I wouldn't necessarily say codependent. I would say <laughs> I would say trying to maintain balance and trying to maintain a sense of order would be really important for a Libra. And probably also, I mean, specifically in the home as well, yeah. of like I think of Libras as about beautification and harmony mm -hmm. and balance and and do you think Libra's ha home is more important to Libra's than other signs? Um, I think I think home is important to Libra's. The the, the aesthetics of a home would be important mm -hmm. to Libra. Uh, Venus is the is the planet that that rules Libra, and Venus is all about beauty and harmony and balance and and so Libras often strive to create beautiful, harmonious, like aesthetically pleasing environments uh, within which to live. All right, so that would, so on that note, let's bring Stacy on um, and she can kind of tell us uh, what what the challenge is um, in more specific detail and how we can help her today. <laughs> well, I have to laugh because Rachel just, you know, hit the nail on the head with regard to what I feel like I'm trying to create in my environment. And so um, I'll just suffice it to say when I go in the garage, I get very um, agitated because the garage is, is my spouse's space and it's full of car stuff, some nice car stuff and some not so nice car stuff. And our basement is also full of that and our attic is full of that. And so, um, you know, on the flip side, having lived in the house that we've lived in now for about 14 years, when you live anywhere for any amount of time, I think everyone, especially in our Western culture, we tend to collect a lot of things. And so I've gotten really good about, you know, filling up the closets and hiding everything, right? Stuffing things underneath the bed if I need to, to make the house look orderly and, um, you know, feel harmonious. So a lot of times for me, if it's behind the door, then, you know, I can deal with it. But now I'm getting to a point where, uh, the closets are full and I can't seem to get unstuck. Uh, so, you know, getting motivated to, to make a shift and to declutter and to, you know, let go of some things emotionally as well. I mean, I feel like I'm a little more attached now to some things than I was a few months ago because my mom recently died. So I have some of her you know, coats from the 60s, as an example, beautiful Jackie O coats. And it's like, what am I going to do with these? You know, there's someone that's going to love and need these, but who is that person? And so they're hanging in my closet. And meanwhile, I'm pursuing my own interests, you know, yoga stuff and feng shui stuff. And I've got a library of books that are now filling up drawers and closets and <laughs> everything else. So that's where I am right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, I like that you're, you know, at least acknowledging and that you're acknowledging you have your own, your own um, challenges. It's not just about your, your spouse's stuff. I get that a lot with, with, uh, with clients that they just see their spouse's stuff as all the problems, but you're kind of owning that that's a, there's kind of an equal, his, his is just more, a little bit more in that out in the open as far as in the storage spaces and yours is behind 
closed doors. Um, she sound, does she have any Scorpio on her chart? She does, yes, <laughs> yes. The, the Scorpio, Scorpio is the sign that, um, that deals with the subcon that, that actually relates to the subconscious mind and our, our, the, the deeper aspect of ourselves, the hidden things. And, and so it's interesting because what I know from learning from Tisha is that we often keep our, our, our blocks and our, our, the stuff in our closet represents our subconscious, our shadows. Our shadows. And so I feel like actually what might be happening for you right now is there are probably some things that you're finally ready to bring out into the open and, and uh, allow yourself to see aspects of yourself or see things from your past that you might not have wanted to see in the past. So I actually think the fact that you're ready to deal with the closets is a, is a really positive thing for you. And, and I have to say too, just in, in looking at your chart, so you've got a couple of planets in the 12th house of your chart, which is the house, the, it's the house of, of hid, like hidden things. So things we can't see. And, and I think there's a relationship between, and then this is something intuitively I'm, I'm feeling, there's something, there's a relationship between what you're ready to bring out into the open in your home and a new creative process that's opening for you in your, the rest of your life. So I think, there's actually going to be your, your Mercury, which is the planet of ideas and communication and thoughts, is, is tucked away in the 12th house. And, and it indicates a lot of creative energy. And, and I think the, the physical process of, of decluttering is actually going to free you to maybe have healthier communication in your relationship, as well as tap into your own unused creative resources. Yeah, that was really, really helpful. It does feel like she had like going through a lot of, she's been going through a lot of transition of identities and all these identities, some old, some current, some future are all kind of in the sh shadows in the closet. And it's now at a time of which, which of these identities are, um, are ready to wear <laughs> and which ones need to uh, be given away. It feels like there's um, there's a relationship with this with her husband, his the stuff that he collects. Um, I mean, I know it's unsightly to you, but I feel like there's an extra layer of uh, it kind of getting on your nerves because it does relate to a, the past and like it it, re it it triggers your own attachment to things from the past that are not really relevant to you anymore, um, whether it's hobbies like past hobbies, for example. Um, and so it's like triggering your own stuff of like wanting to release stuff from the past. Um, so it's like you're wanting him to do what you're needing to do yourself with regards to collectible. His is more collections, yours is just um, whether it's books or hobby materials or even past careers. So what I find with couples, nine times out of 10, the best way to kind of um, get your spouse to do anything is be the example yourself. <laughs> As we all, anyone in relationships know, it's, uh, you, it's not easy to get your partner to do something <laughs> that they're unwilling to do. So you being the, doing it for yourself usually is the, what um, loosens the energy. And so I feel like 
as soon as you tackle some of these old identities lurking in your closet, um, he actually might lighten his collectible load um, himself just um, just by seeing your freedom start to um, start, start to unwind or be released. I just feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm completely overwhelmed. And so I just, and it, this is not like me because I'm a very, you know, get stuff done kind of person, but it's like, okay, I'm just so exhausted. I can't even deal with this. So it just continues to sit there. And I know it's like, okay, let's just, you know, bite off a little piece, but it's like now summer's here. I like working in the garden. That's my happy place. And you know, so then it's, okay, what weekend or what day or what hour am I actually going to tackle this? You know, let's just say the closet in my office as an example, because I did rearrange my office for the sake of, you know, better energy and, you know, making sure I was careful about what books I had in my office, that kind of thing. But I still have all the stuff, you know, shoved in the closet in the office. <laughs> so... <laughs> What I find is, I mean, the, the feeling of overwhelmed is, I mean, you're speaking for so many people, uh, that's the number one, you know, challenge people have. And what I found to be really the underlying root of that is an avoidance of emotion. Uh, we're overwhelmed, what we think is overwhelming us mentally is actually, it's overwhelming us, um, it's emotional, it's what we're avoiding emotionally in the stuff. So what drains us quicker than anything is is avoiding emotion and so <clears throat> there's stuff even if it just seems like an office closet um office so sounds like a very mental plane but it's actually there's some emotional stuff in there that you're not wanting to face is what i'm feeling um can you relate to that well yeah because i mean as an example and i'm sitting in my office right now and my mom's coats are sitting over there right and uh you know they're Okay, I'm going to go through this like rationalization, which I normally don't do. I'm, I'm very, let me give you an example. One time my husband and I were <laughs> working on getting rid of some things he had collected from his brother that had passed and his father that had passed. And, you know, it had been, I mean, going on 20 years. And I finally took all the stuff, put it in the back bedroom and it said, you know, we need to go through this. And it was very emotional for him so emotional that I really thought, you know, he's going to have like a breakdown. So I said, look, go, go in my closet, pick out whatever you want and I will give it away. And he's like, are you serious? And I said, yeah, I'm serious. Go in there, pick out whatever you want. And of course I was just like, please don't pick out, you know, whatever the, the coach purse or what, you know, whatever it was. And he went in and he grabbed some, you know, denim skirt and he brought it back. And he's like, I hate this skirt. I said, are you serious? I bought that at Nordstrom. You know, <laughs> And he's like, I hate it. And I said, fine, give it away. So normally I'm very detached in terms of being able to let go of things. But, you know, I look at these coats and I'm like, they're, they don't make coats like that anymore. Right. They, they're beautifully made. They're, you know, as good as they were the day they were bought. And so I, you know, I think, yeah, to your question, am I, does that resonate with me? I think, yeah, that resonates because I, I just keep thinking I'm, I have to find like a good home for these coats. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's part of it. Definitely. Yeah. So the grief is, is the emotions there. That, that's, that's actually what's overwhelming you is, the, is the, the, the grief reminders. And when it comes to grief, the, your exact words, finding a good home, I find to be a really important part of the process. Rachel, do you have some advice for Libras of this I know decision? <laughs> their forte. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, so um, just to, again, for those who don't know anything about astrology, 
Libras like to, they, they can intellectualize a decision-making process where you weigh out the pros and the cons. Like, well, you know, I want, I want to get, I, I want to clear my closet of these coats and at the same time, I love these coats. And so you can, you can go back and forth and, and get into somewhat of a, st a stalled stuff pattern before you actually take action, which is ironic because Libra is what we call a cardinal sign, which is very, it's like an initiating action oriented. Like once we actually make a decision, we go, we, we, we take action. We're not afraid, like we can do it. Um, and, I, and so I feel like actually creating a strategy, like a step-by-step -step strategy and maybe not all the coats at one time, but like slowly letting go of, of one thing at a time. So I have a similar situation, similar story. And that is, I love vintage clothes. Love, love, love. Tisha <laughs> can attest to this. <laughs> I, I, and I used, to, I used to collect them. And then my grandmother gave me a whole bunch from my mother and from my aunts when, you know, my, my aunt who had passed. And like, so I inherited a whole lot of my grandmother's closet stuff. And I used to think, oh my gosh, these would make great costumes. Like someday these, you know, and so I kept these for years and years and years until finally, and it don't, don't have as much emotional weight as you do with your mother's coats, but the, the appreciation for vintage and the appreciation for like the quality that, of, of, these, of these items had me keeping my closets full. And so slowly, one, like, one at a time, I let them go over the course of a number of years. And when I finally did like, let go of my last, <laughs> my last vintage dress, uh, I still have a coat <laughs> that drives her crazy. But um, once I finally did, it's, I felt a sense of freedom. I felt like, oh, okay, I can breathe. And then, then the positive the, for, for Libras, um, you know, then you have room in your closet for new things and to, uh, or space. And maybe the space for you is what's scary because if you're going through an, a reinvention process, you know, where you're like trying to get into yoga and learning feng shui and I saw your astrological daily planner, like you're <laughs> doors into new worlds, you know? And, and I feel like the space, like having spaciousness in your closets might actually be a symbol of what you're wanting in your mind, mental space for maybe doing some writing or maybe um, learning a new skill or finding ways to use some of your new, new knowledge in, um, in helping other people. So the physical space, I think, could help you with mental space that would allow for you to have a new beginning. I love that. Yeah. So she has an Aquarius moon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Aquarius, Aquariuses are funny in that they're, they're, they're forward thinking, but sometimes they do kind of get stuck in the past um, as well. But yet they're, I think, wanting the spaciousness you're talking about. Uh, yeah, that's a great, I want to interject for the people who don't know about astrology. I know most people who listen to Tisha's podcast are going to know about astrology, but um, the moon is when she's talking about having an Aquarius moon, it's technically where the moon was, what sign the moon was in at the time of your birth. And the moon is different than the sun. So the sun is what sign the sun was in at the time of your birth. And that's your sun sign, your sign. The moon relates to your 
emotions, your family, your, your sense of family, your like pre-verbal, you know, uh, if the way that you express yourself emo emotionally. Um, and, and it's very influential in relationships. What happened, what can be a tendency for someone with an Aquarius moon is to think instead of feeling like, I think I feel this way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think I feel some grief, but um, because thoughts and, and, and intellect are easier. They're easier for someone with a lot of air in their charts than the deep feels of someone like, for example, with a Cancer moon or a Pisces moon, where the, emo the, water, the water tap is, is on and you have to find ways to turn it off. Does, does that resonate with you? Does, does that yeah, I've usually have been, yeah, I definitely, I've been in, well, throughout the years, although I've worked on it recently, in, you know, in deep in my head, I'll just leave it at that, deep in my head, <laughs> with regard to, you know, the thought process and getting carried away with the thoughts. And so I've worked with that a lot over the last, oh, 15 years or so with the, with the yoga stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can definitely relate to that to do a uh, closet by closet by sign analysis of like, because <laughs> yeah. the closets is kind of the moon of like yeah. our, our subconscious or the basement as well. But it would be interesting to do a yeah, closet analysis by sign. But Aquarius moon, I think is an interesting one because um, Aquarians, from my perception, Aquarians are either like really forward thinking or they're like stuck in a past life. <laughs> um, um, and so I feel like for Stacy, it's like um, there is a lot of forward um, forward outlook in your life, but these coats and the, these other the coats just being an example, I'm sure of other items of these vintage items um, that are um, from the from the past. I mean, obviously they were your mother's, and so it holds a special sentimentality from that. But the vintage, do you are you? Have you had uh, an affinity for vin vintage like Rachel was talking about, or is it just solely because they were your moms? No, because they were my moms. And, and I mean, until recently, my mom died at the end of January. So until recently, you know, the thought process was, I can't get rid of these coats because she's going to ask me about one and want to know what, what happened to it. Because that was kind of the way she operated, right? She gave me the coats, but then she'll go, well, what did you ever do with this, right? Did you, because she, you know, she'd be concerned if I gave it away for whatever reason, right? So they've been there, right, for, for several years. And then my mom passes away. And so now it's like, I felt this sense of relief, like now I can do, you know, whatever it is I want to do in my life. I can be whatever I want to be because I've always felt like I was the kid that did, you know, like I'm going to do everything the way, you know, my mom wanted me to do it, right? In terms of, you know, go to college, get a, you know, get a degree, you know, get a good job, um, you know, all of those kinds of things. And, and when she passed away, I, I truly felt like a relief, like I don't have to be, you know, what I don't want to be anymore. I can be whatever I want to be. And those coats are the, okay, now I can get rid of the coats, but it's like, but do I really want to get rid of the coats? And again, it's back to the, <laughs> I had the same thought you did, Rachel, which is someone who's a costume designer might want these, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, <laughs> I had the exact same thought, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to find the best vintage shop in DC and I'm going to take them down there, right? You know, they're going to want these coats. So, mm -hmm. but I like the idea of, you know, maybe getting rid of one at a time. And um, I just, I feel like, you know, my husband and I both are in a place where it's like, okay, 
we've got all this stuff and half the time we don't even know what we have. And so if we're not using it, you know, my motto has always been, here's the logical side again, someone else who's in greater need could be using it. Right. And I think that you know, used to, that probably would ring true a lot more than it does today. But I feel like in our country, we have so many of us have this same issue. Like I, I told you about my first feng shui experience, you know, where my client just had, I mean, stuff from wall to wall as soon as I walked in the house. So I think it's a, it's a very invasive problem in our country. And, and even people that are typically not clutter bugs and, you know, are pretty organized, I think we're, st we're prone to it as well, just because of the nature of our, you know, of our society and just constantly wanting more and more and more. And we're not even using this stuff. So yeah, there's definitely like oversaturation of stuff, and with each generation, we're like, it's more becoming more about the digital world and like lightening up in the physical. I feel like the, um, the, these coats are so rich and 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 have so much. There's so much around these coats. I I like that we're using them as an example, and I'm sure there's other things in your from your mother and from family members of the past, but these coats feel like a strong representation of really part of what's the core and it's this idea of, of grounded, grounded versus freedom. And these coats represent the groundedness in which, you know, that you're, that, that parental groundedness of you can't, you can or can't, like these boundary lines of what you can and can't do in life. And then now that that's not there, having this sense of freedom is probably scary and so getting rid of those coats especially all at once would probably feel scary i would in, in some ways or it would probably i'm feeling like it might trigger the perfectionist in you that's like oh mom's gonna be upset you know exactly yeah you pinpointed that exactly that's because i that's exactly how i've lived my life all this all this time is like i I don't want to do that because my mom will be upset. I don't want to do that because my mom will be mad. I don't want to do that because, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't have that, that pressure anymore. Right. Cause it's, but, but it's still playing out in the coats. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, so I think it's like when you can, when you can accept the little child in you who wants to do all, who wants to do everything right. And, and keep everything looking good on the out, like everything looking good on the outside, everything beautiful, everything harmonious, everything valid. And then, and, and, and have compassion for that part of yourself. Then I think it might be a little bit easier to find really awesome consignment shops that, that would honor your mother's memory and legacy, where maybe some 25 year old model would walk in and and resurrect that fashion and like post it on Instagram. Like I think your mom's coats could have a whole new life. <laughs> with, uh, with, you know, and if they're in perfect perfect condition. But I think like just having compassion for yourself and for an understanding that even though your mother's not here, uh, there's still that part of you that needs her validation and needs her love and needs to know that you're good. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I feel See, like I thought this was going to be about my husband's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but relationships are always about us. <laughs> it's always the, what Tisha says, be the change that you want to see in your relationship. <laughs> yeah. and, 
and now my husband's walking down the stairs giving me a funny look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about his motor, his uh, car stuff. <laughs> got, he has a motorcycle too. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, there is an aspect of freedom. That's yeah. yeah. There's a there's a strong desire for freedom on your part, but it's been um, uh, it's been uh, tam tampered or and, and controlled because the fa family dynamic. The reason I brought it. Your husband having a motorcycle. Motorcycles really reflect freedom, so there's that attraction to him being having a motorcycle. That you really uh, want that freedom for yourself, and uh, the coats feel like if, if they did go all at once, which they can or can't. It's going to be up to you, obviously. But like it feels like a dam breaking, and it almost feels like at first you feel out of control because of all the freedom. That comes with that without the control or the bound, the constrictions. But those coats represent a dam that will break through a lot of creative energy. Um, and so I think whether you do it one at a time or all at once, I think one at a time is a good is a good idea. I often um, advise that for people. It's like you don't have to feel like you have to throw out the kitchen with the kitchen sink or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> the baby with the bath water. Yeah, the baby with the bath water, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I can I ask a a, a related question, but um, are you are you are you and your husband thinking about actually moving or thinking about make making a change to the house? Yes, we actually have been, we, but we haven't found the right place. We just, we're wanting to downsize, mm -hmm. um, but it needs to be the right place. And of course, he, well, he, it, cars are his passion. He would ultimately love to have a auto restoration business. I think he, I think he would do super, you know, with a, with a car blog as he knows anything and everything there is to know about cars. Um, but so he would be happy with like a six car garage, <laughs> a two bedroom house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've been, yeah, we've been looking at, you know, different places and we're just trying to decide, you know, I think Tisha, you offered some advice uh, during some feng shui conversations uh, a while back, which is, you know, you might be trading, you know, the same issues in one house for, you know, those issues in another house. So we're, we're looking for the right place, but, you know, we feel like we need to downsize. Yeah, downsize. So you have a couple of, of uh, transits coming up that that like popped out at me as like, ooh, you, you're, this house is not, you're not gonna probably be in this house for very much longer. Um, and, and, as, and especially the, I mean, this fall in October, you've got a couple of things going on uh, in your chart that, that point to or suggest to me that you might find something you might find something uh, in the in the late part of the summer, and then be making make taking steps to make a move. So if if you're looking at a timeline to do some of this decluttering and to kind of motivate your husband to, <laughs> to look at his at his stuff too, I would say the 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 the, the let's look at July as being. Like July 13th, ooh, that's a powerful day astrologically. That's a great day to be going in, cleaning up house, and 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 making um, and taking steps for a new beginning. So it's like a lot of letting go, um, and and so and so yeah, I think if you can also put it on a timeline 
and know that something exciting is coming, something new. So there's a new beginning, there's a new house, there's, an, there's a, a whole new start that will give you more freedom. Downsizing means more freedom. Yep. I'm marking my calendar for the 13th, by the way. <laughs> I would do it actually the couple of days leading up to the 13th too. Okay. So if you can block out like the, the 11th and 12th too. Okay. That's, um, that's, yeah, that's a good time. That's a good time to be doing it. Okay. Now we have a Mars retrograde coming up for, I mean, for the, for every, for the collective, um, later in the summer, I've never thought about this, but I think that's a great time for men to declutter. Oh, <laughs> is it? <really>? Is it? <laughs> when Mars is in retrograde, I'm marking my calendar for that too. I've got my retrograde ca calendar right here. Fortunately, my husband is very willing to play along with a lot of this, you know, stuff that I, that I'm starting to get into. So he's very receptive, which I appreciate. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like both of you are at this point, I feel like with the over, the, the overarching thing of what's going on for both of you with um, the amount of stuff mm -hmm. is there's a lot of, there's some old identities, there's some current stuff, there's some current grief stuff, but there's also hobby stuff that's on the verge just be turning into uh, future careers for both of you. And so, and it's that scaredness, which is understandable, um, of really stepping into that. Um, but it's interesting that I feel like some of your, what you consider your hobbies, you're on the verge of making those into more of a career and the same with him with his with the car stuff so mm -hmm. yep. this, this transition to downsizing will give you both the freedom so as you let go of these old uh old identities and the and the purging during this move it's going to create space for these new versions of you guys to emerge yeah i like that and also just to give people some dates uh because we yeah. talked we threw out a term retrograde and, and some people listening might not know what retrograde means. It's when a planet appears to be moving backwards in the heavens. It's an optical illusion, but it's often, uh, Mercury goes retrograde three, four times a year. Uh, Venus goes retrograde once every 18 months. And, and when, they, when they do, um, all planets station retrograde for certain periods of time and, and um, but the, the personal planets are the ones that we feel the most. So Mercury, Venus, Mars. And it's a time to look backwards. It's a time to clean up house. It's a time to declutter. And uh, so Mars is going to be retrograde from June 26th to August 27th. Venus is going to be retrograde from October 6th to November 16th. And so these are good times to, if you are going through a decluttering, in your in your digital life, in your relationships, in your uh, in your home, um, these are some good times to 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 clear and and purge, especially things that are related to relation old relationships, mm -hmm. or maybe chapters of your relationship, your current relationship that weren't that happy. So um, so going through the closets, going through old photos, doing that, that cleaning, going through old car parts, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, a, it's a great time for that. All right. So let's, uh, let's wrap up with making sure Stacy has kind of an action, like a yeah. next step action 
lists or not lists, but steps and and giving her some dates, I think is very helpful putting structure around something that is you know, emotional to a certain degree. Um, and, and like you said, Rachel, I think as soon as she starts opening up her energy uh, to opening up this process, the consignment stores will, will reveal themselves um, pretty easily. Um, so Stacy, um, what feels like a feasible next step for you in the decluttering process? Well, first of all, I really appreciate the session because I feel like it's been a therapy session for me. <laughs> but, but secondly, um, you know, it gave me a new perspective on the coats because I was just like, oh, they're just coats and they're special coats, but I will get rid of them at some point. But I feel like now I have a new perspective on, you know, that being kind of the plug to, to release the dam, so to speak. And, and I feel pretty comfortable with, you know, picking out one of those coats to go first. And taking that approach. So, and that's an easy step to take versus having to feel like I've got to tackle the whole closet because what's been going on the last few times I've tried to declutter two closets in particular um, is that, you know, I'll take everything out and then now everything's out. And then I go take it to like, you know, my back bedroom or I put it in a different closet. And so I'm just moving stuff around, you know? So I feel like this approach is going to be better because I can, you know, address the coats. I can, um, use those as a way to to think about you know a new a new future and, and i'm i'm excited about that and then i've i've made note of, about the retrograde i do have them in my book but i made note about mars and venus in particular um being good times to declutter so i think if i can map some things out on my calendar and um i can approach it that way mm -hmm. great great and and just one closing note i want to make is you know your mother just passed away in January. So this is really still very fresh. And so, you know, don't feel like you have to run a race with it or anything. It's, we agree, uh, our, our, the, the things or the, the items from leftover from loved ones um, it, or can be used really effectively during, as part of the grief process. And you can't rush grief. Um, and yet being conscious and staying on top of it is, is, is a good idea as well. But you know, just having a lot of compassion around yourself when it comes to those coats. Um, and that, you know, if July comes around and you still feel like you need to hang on to them, then do so. It's, it's not, there's no, there's no, there's no time, time rush on that. Um, but I do feel, and I think it's understandable of, of you feeling the way you do right now of um, kind of not knowing where to start because the grief is still very fresh. And um, so just, I just want to put that in there for um, for you and other people dealing with items from loved ones. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Right. Well, thank you, Stacy. So, do you have any uh, closing things you want to say to well, Stacy? I just want to say, if anyone's listening and they're having maybe some similar questions or similar uh, things in your book, you have a you have resources and you you have you post them on occasionally too, Tisha, on your on the on like your Facebook and uh, social media. And and there are a couple of that um, that I've used actually since <laughs> to to declutter <laughs> since we've been together uh, that are a really good um, out, outlets for um, for honoring the items that you have and and feeling really good about where they're going. Yes, and if, for listeners, I have a clutter intervention Facebook group uh, where we kind of go. I do a weekly. Um, video, and in fact, last week's video was about dealing with items from departed loved ones. It's 
you know, it's a big topic these days for particularly my, my, genera my, my generation. Um, and so, um, so anyway, if you're wanting more resources on uh, more topics, come on to the Facebook, um, Clutter Envision Facebook group. And, um, and um, while I'm doing la uh, closing credits, I um, want to thank Rachel for being here. You can um, uh, reach her at rachelcelang.com. Um, and she uh, has astrology sessions. She does amazing mediumship work. Um, well, thank you so much, Stacey, for being with us today. I really appreciate you um, being so um, forthright and, and vulnerable and, and talking about your stuff. It's never easy talking about our own stuff. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's nice talking to you guys. Thank you. All right. thank I you. hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information, visit the website clutterintervention.com for upcoming events and course offerings. In the meantime, have a wonderful day.